0: Wait, hold up. We've done this before. Let's try something new. One, two, one, two, three, four! Welcome back to Rage Against the Mainstream, your full-spectrum source for all things music, insight, and opinion. Welcome to Season 3.
1: Season 3.
0: Today is September 7th, 2020. My name is Bill, and I'm joined here with Connor and
1: Steve.
2: Yo. Yep.
0: So, how have you guys been
1: doing over our break? Um, It's been pretty well. Uh, made the commute back from Wichita and back up <laughs> at the old bowling academy up there. Well, now you got a reliable economic
0: consumer friendly you know family car
1: Oh yeah yeah the old Honda uh, Honda
2: CRV O2 rapper in the uh, CRV family
1: Yeah you know, RAV4
2: gang
0: What about you Connor?
2: What's um I I've, I've been listening to Bush's eighth new studio new eighth new album their eighth <laughs> studio album the kingdom Um you might have heard the track Flowers on a Grave on your local modern rock radio I have uh, heard that
0: song Yeah I like it
2: Yeah I give Bush Pops. They were in a little uh, funk there for the past two albums, I feel, and things are looking up. Nice like, back to their grunge rock roots. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> no more mad love bullshit. Yes. That fucking yeah. song. We don't song. need that. Did any you guys idea. hear that? Yeah. Yeah. I still got mad love. Yeah, for yeah, you, yeah, baby. yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My newer
0: interesting isn't music. Um I know both of you are fully aware of who Eddie Trunk is.
2: Yes, of course. Yeah. Classic VH1, VJ, <laughs> VH1 classic, and
0: primary uh, inspiration for this particular podcast. Nice show. Did he do that metal show? Yeah, yeah. he was the okay. host. Yeah. Well, I found out through searching through podcasts that he does his own podcast, oh, yeah. the Eddie Trunk Show, and it's strictly interviews.
2: We'll say though I do not for me Eddie Trunk is probably I don't know I have to he he's he's r- at risk for being canceled. What do you mean? He was wearing a Dingbat shirt on um, one of the. I watched a recent YouTube video of him interviewing somebody, and or him getting interviewed by somebody or something, and he's wearing a Dingbat shirt, which is a bar in New Jersey that had like a bunch of like uh, neo-Nazi like metal bands play at it. Oh shit! They said they would cancel the show, and then they just had the show anyway, and then like. Lied about it and stuff, and he was wearing a shirt for them. Oh shit! Mm. Well, anyways, That, I catch these that is crazy, fucking. Well, and he made a point to wear it during an interview that he knew was with a popular YouTuber. In yeah, the like it might. It, he's not on TV anymore, so like,
0: I mean, it could have been one of those things. Like he was fucking maybe making he a statement.
2: Know. Maybe he doesn't know because um. He probably doesn't live in New Jersey, but no,
0: he does. He lives
2: in uh, Tom's River. Oh, then he definitely knows. Yeah, yeah. But um, his
0: podcast, dude, it's it's interviews from his serious XM show. It's like daily, but uh, most of the time he does interviews. He's on Sirius. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's um, he's on Volume. I think it is the Eddie Trunk shows from two to four p.m. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm just gonna run down like some of the interviews that he has. Lars Ulrich, Robert DeLeo. Neil Sean, Tony Iommi, Gavin Rosdale, Sammy Hagar, Joey Belladonna, Randy Blythe, Mark Morton, Taylor Hawkins, Joe Elliott, Corey Taylor, John Petrucci, uh, Jake E. Lee, Dave Mustaine and Mike Inez, uh, Allison in Chains, Steve Harris, Stone Tower Pilots, Tom Morello, Jerry Cantrell, and d- dude, the list just goes on. Like, yeah, yeah, He just pulls out his fucking Rolodex and is like, hey man, uh, you want to come on my show? And he posts all of them, dude, and, like, they're good fucking interviews. And if any of you out there are kind of, like, looking for an interview where the questions you want asked are asked, this is the kind of thing that you're looking for. However, Eddie, I've made multiple calls to your talent agency and your manager. If you're listening to the show, please respond to my emails and or your management. Please get in contact with me. Another thing that's cool, too, that I did, um, Suicide Silence did what they called a virtual world tour, where every night they went into this rehearsal space and live streamed a fucking full-blown show to... Like, like, you bought tickets for it. It's not
2: about that approach at all. Bro,
0: I spent $10 on a ticket, and I got an hour-long show, and it was live, and it you was like there. You can
2: watch tons of shows on YouTube for free for $10. Yeah, you but can, that's... You can, you can watch Jimi Hendrix and his prime for two hours. But that's
1: going back to, like, that personal preference thing, where, I mean, $10 is $10, granted, and because of the fact that you can go ahead and watch it kind There's of... There's been points recorded. in time...
2: Where you could see Suicide Silence for ten dollars, of course. Oh yeah, I've been. But I'm there.
1: saying, like, <laughs> because of what it is, it's kind of just like anything to kind of get you out of the it's... sense of reality, I guess. With yeah, like, the I fuck mean, goes on.
0: Like, dude, but it was cool. What
1: if it replaces
0: real shows? No, it's uh,
1: Well, nothing will ever replace Think about, um, the
0: idea of a live
1: show. Yeah, because even Megadeth and all them that did that fucking stream where it was older, their last big show. Yeah. and they did that. Con- they no, it was like date- hidden shows. Yeah, but they already released dates. For 2021 to make up that tour like bands yeah. are already doing that shit but yeah I thought it was a cool idea it was pro shot yeah. it sounded fucking ridiculous
0: multi-camera angles everything yes and it was just it was cool I mean I opted to $10 not...
2: isn't terrible well no. way, the way I look at it is it's you like could have paid
0: 25 and got a shirt too yeah and I didn't also, opt for the shirt
2: yeah. and it's also I like a movie I, you yeah know what I mean like if you're gonna go to the Honestly, movie theater not bad yeah $26 for the shirt that's yeah. You're basically just paying for the shirt But like $26 for basically like a tour shirt Isn't bad
0: Yeah and like I said virtual world tour and all the dates They oh, yeah. did it through this app called Band is in Town And originally when they started it they were geomapping your location so like you could only watch the philadelphia show like if you were in like the philadelphia area oh wow
1: and that's actually cool cuz if you think about that with the virtual dates on it that sure might be worth something in the future dude, dude. it was cool
0: i am yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: like 20 30 years from now people are going to be like wow you were around during that virtual time like yeah. especially with technology like it this sucks cuz i caught like, it obsolete. late though
0: i caught it late Because the Philadelphia date had already come and passed. I didn't know it. Yeah. And I watched on, like, the Barcelona date
1: or the Brazil date. So you watched out of your network?
0: Yeah, because at some point, I guess, like, I guess they have a really fucking opinionated fan base or something where they're like, listen, this geomapping shit sucks. Like, due to time zones, I can't see you guys, whatever. And they just opened it to everybody. It was live streamed. It was pretty cool. I mean, it's one of those things to where, like, we talked about it before. Like, in in a perfect world, we would just go see the show. Like, it would be it would be no different than normal life. But to be able to get something that's you know, quote unquote, like fresh and new, yeah, in the comfort of your living room, yeah. I mean,
1: well, like I said, I liked it. I same, thought it was cool. The same context as a movie. Like when a movie comes out, you could wait a couple of days and go on the water twig. Exactly. But just to go to the movie theater and have like a planned event like just to kind of get that vibe back yeah I mean I, I can see where that comes and especially with the shirt Nicole wasn't yeah. a
2: giant fan it, the water <laughs> twig <laughs> still goes me me shit's funny <laughs> the water did twig. you guys make up water twig yeah yeah bill uh water twig because I almost yeah. said the other one and then we had the uh, yeah. are we not back. allowed to talk about the real water I twig. think it well, we it, don't want anyone yeah. to
0: know that uh that we condone in the activities of the people that sail the Sail the seas. Mm-hmm. Whatchamacallit. Yeah. With eye patches. Uh, yeah, the pirates. <laughs>
2: um, I've seen South Park. I've seen what happens when you download music illegally. <laughs> twig is an underused word in the American vernacular. Well,
0: I guess we figured like it's a cool word. Like opposites of what water is
2: and twig just is use
1: stick. Now, stick is. You know what's another one? Plank.
2: Plank. Plank. Put us under water. Plank. Yeah. Plank uh, what reached its peak when Ed, and Ed, Ed Ed and Eddie was around. Yeah, Plank!
0: Yeah. <laughs> Where's Plank? On this day in music history.
2: 1963. Eric Eze e right, member of NWA, founder of Ruthless Records, executive producer, is born in Compton, California. Mm.
0: Huh. I the mean, boys in the hood are always hard.
2: Yeah, I mean... Card. NWA is like tight, like I mean, like they pissed me off with some of the lyrics, I guess, but like Yeah, I get I feel that. It's just I mean, they they were clearly groundbreakers. They've done more than I'll do, so can't talk too much shit unless you're they're not pedophilic, so Well nineteen seventy
1: eight, speaking <laughs> of what Connor just said, arguably one of the best rock drummers of all time, Keith Moon of the Who. Dies at age thirty two after overdosing on medication that is supposed to help him overcome alcoholism. What a fucking contradiction that is. That sucks, sir.
0: Like you was trying to do die. the right thing.
1: Yeah, sir. <laughs> you're probably going to die of liver failure. You should take these meds. These will save your life. Those are probably the words that were said to him at some point before he started
2: taking that, those meds. You gotta get off the, You gotta get off the booze, Keith. Yeah, you're just not supposed to overdose on your fucking medication. But it's I'm
1: wondering what it could have <laughs> been, because like. What could, I don't—I mean, like, we're talking like 1978. There was methadone or something. Yeah, probably. but like at that point in time, like I mean, they knew at least enough to not give you opiate-based drugs for fucking alcoholism. I mean, it's just—I would be curious to know exactly what he took because it's like, unless <laughs> he was just really fucked up and was still drinking and just like took a bunch of them.
2: Yeah, but maybe. Like thinking, you know. Did you hear about Keith Moon at the bar the one night where he killed the dude? that. Nah. Oh, I think I read something about that. He was out. He went to like a local bar with like a friend or something to pick up girls and like bring him back to his mansion or whatever and party. And he was just like throwing his money around at some like local pub. And uh, he was pissing off like the regulars, I guess, with his outlandish behavior. And he got pretty much ran out of the bar. And then there was like an angry mob like throwing <laughs> uh, or oh, no, his uh, he ran over his chauffeur. Um, he sent his chauffeur out to do something about the mob, and uh, then they started beating the shit out of him, I guess. And then he like ran over the chauffeur, like escaping. That's crazy. Yeah. Fucking idiot. Guy died. Mm. Mm. Should have known better than to get involved with Keith Moon. <laughs> In
0: 1987, however. <laughs> uh, Pink Floyd release A Momentary Lapse of Reason. It's their first album without founding member Roger
1: Waters. Uh, yeah. I never listened to it, but it's, I, I it's... pretty much
2: always got the impression it was a giant piece of shit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've never, never listened to people that but...
1: have like the whole like Gilmore Waters type perception and. I'm telling you right now. Even people I know that like are a strong fan of David of Gilmore, yeah. album. Yeah, exactly. this, this they both kind of
2: suck without the other one. They really do. Yeah. I mean,
1: everything after Roger Waters' left was just not
2: good. But like um, Roger Waters' solo stuff is like not that good either. Not that it's great. Funny. Yeah, yeah, like
1: Pink Floyd. You need the experience whole is literally what it is. Because mm-hmm. even when you go see them, you don't even really feel. Like, you get, like, a feel for it, but I still know, like, I'm not seeing Pink Floyd. Yeah, you know I, I, mean? I, I know you're talking you about. You need both of them. Like, that's 100% true. You need both of them to really get the vibe. And even just, like, the early on stuff, like, when Sid Barrett left, you could honestly, like, Saucer Full of Secrets, he was kind of on it. And then they when they progressed into Metal and Obscure by Clouds and everything else before Dark Side. Yeah. I mean, that was, like, Pink Floyd. Like, when Sid Barrett left, you got to see Pink Floyd. And then after Roger Waters left,
2: it was just, you just couldn't done, do it. There wasn't yeah. enough left. Yeah. What you called um, the Beatles? Like once John Lennon died, you knew there was just never gonna be yeah. a legit Beatles reunion. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, it's another band it without like a key yeah. figure like that. I know? think
1: too. In that case, like because you had two prominent figures, they probably really thought they could carry it on. With like it's just Paul the same thing like the right Doors now. when you know they kept trying to go on oh with Jim Moore Morrison. Yeah, exactly. But, you know that was just exactly. But I think with them, it was harder for them to accept it because like they still had you know. Mason and Gilbert. It would have literally been yeah. like
2: if uh, Chris Novoselic and Dave Grohl, Dave Grohl threw like Dave Pierner up there or some <laughs> shit. <laughs> We're just like, let's keep it going. However, yeah. though, in later years, they've done worse. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't like the like, how casual they've gotten with the, yeah, like, the milking, guest stars and milking shit. the Nirvana yeah. surviving member like appearances don't and like shit. Yeah. yeah, like Not at the fan. Rock Hall, it was all right even that Sandy was understandable with paul, paul mccartney it was kind of just like the, it was like they were just breaking the ice or whatever by getting paul mccartney it was like all right no one will care since we got paul mccartney yeah exactly like you had to do that yeah but then it just opened the door for them to do it a lot oh uh,
0: dave can do nothing wrong
2: no i'm uh pretty much over girl here i saw a rare edition of uh wasting light that came in a jewel case <laughs> and i was very tempted because the paper cases are very fragile <laughs> and uh i passed really yeah damn mm. Bill's I remember. Like, I was like, "Damn, that sounds sweet."
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember when that CD came out. Me and you
2: bought them. Yeah, we both and bought when them you, on the same. Th- I still have yours. You gave it to me. I'll give it back if you want it. When you when you it's bought that CD, dude. When you bought that, <laughs> I left it on your, your dad's hood outside. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember rain. that. And you were like, "You can have mine. I don't really care about the CD." <laughs> yeah.
0: When uh when you bought that when it first came out when you bought it you got a tape like a piece of the
2: tape, the from, the, tape from the master yeah. tape oh really yeah
0: so like that was like cool it was like Dave Grohl touched this
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> pretty sure Dave
0: Grohl touched this
2: he was in the room with this at least
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was at least on his property
2: I mean I touched a Dave Grohl drumstick from Nirvana one time <laughs> it was broken in half you still touch a Dave Grohl drumstick mm-hmm. though that's more than any
0: of us could really say carry uh, fucking uh, Bob's I was just goodness, gonna say that's actually probably more uh, yeah.
1: I would appreciate that more than the drumstick <laughs> Tommy Stinson, dude. If you recorded, let it be with <laughs> Tommy that Tommy Stinson, shit. dude. <laughs> Seven years later in 94, uh, Weezer released their breakthrough single, Buddy Holly, named uh, for the rock and roll icon on what would have been his 58th birthday. It's featured on the band's debut album, also known as the Blue Album. Bam, bam, knock on the door. I've always liked
0: Buddy Holly. I thought it was a cool song. Yeah. I love the I like video. The Blue Album. It's a good that's, single,
1: too. Blue Album's yeah. all I can, I, Blue all album's I can good. fuck with with
2: Weezer anymore. Yeah,
1: for a full album, that's the only one I can completely digest. Pinkerton even Pink I was weird. just going to yeah. say yeah. I'm
2: over Pinkerton. And Green Album
1: is just the sign of the decline.
0: And it's like... Mm-hmm. It's yeah. not, Have you heard any of the new Weezer?
1: Van Weezer, bro. Dude, <laughs> so, I'm not a giant fan. Well, I haven't at listened at to anything bad, Weezer put and out. That song I'm called The Hero or something. You know what's even funnier? Like For them to be you know as notable as they are and i follow a shitload of music pages that post anything from like what you hear on the radio down to like shit that people probably will never know existed yeah and i've never seen a thing about weezer ever it wasn't until my girl said somebody at work was like yeah weezer's coming out with this new album do you listen to them and she was like i guess kind of (laughs) and he showed her this album so she was like you have to fucking hear this shit because she was blown away with how stupid it sounded because she gets it and I'm fucking taking a shit listening to Van Weezer and I'm like, this can't be serious, dude. This is a real album, like coming out yeah. of the horizon. And
0: they lost I, me at Pork and Beans. Yeah, that dude. was the
2: last half decent album. I, I that I was oh eight. That was early, right? Red album. Red album. Red album. Yeah.
1: Yeah, not a fan. Blue album is they're like Green Day for me. I guess you could say. I like, like everything Insomniac
2: after, and Nimrod
1: yeah Dookie though everything after that I mean
2: what other albums are there that you can fully digest Insomniac and Nimrod both of them yeah I like both of those yeah see I can't I don't fuck with Warning don't fuck with American Idiot yeah, and obviously nothing after American Idiot yeah but um for real um those three are all right. like the first two like 10, 39 Smooth and Kerplank they're alright but I, I would honestly take like Insomniac over both of those and Nim- Nimrod is pretty good, too. Mm. Give another listen, man. I'm not a fan. All right. <laughs> All right, later on in the 90s. In 1996, sad day for music. Rap star Tupac Shakur shot five times in a drive-by following a boxing match in Las Vegas. I think it was actually Mike Tyson. He died six, late, six days later at age 25. Mm. Gone too soon.
0: Gone way too soon. He still had He still had at least two more albums. Oh,
2: at least. Well, he literally had one more done. Yeah. Machiavelli. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Now, do we feel like
0: fucking Puff Daddy had anything to do with this or was it fucking Shook? I don't I don't want to get into a full blown discussion. I think it was the government.
2: You think so? Yeah. What do you feel? I prefer not to talk on the subject. <laughs> so he pretty much thinks it's the government. I can't confirm
1: or deny this answer. Right.
2: <laughs> what do you think, Bill? I don't know, man. It's too coincidental. There's the Bloods, the Crips thing. There's fucking. Yeah, I uh, think it's bigger than the music industry. Yeah, I think it's the, bigger than the music there's industry. There's the government aspect where he was like uh, trying to bring back the Black Panther like attitude. There was the. Uh, I don't know, there was the East West Coast, Biggie, Puff Daddy shit. So I think like, Puff
0: Daddy's too much of a bitch to actually fucking call out a hit on somebody.
2: Supposedly they did it the other time. They, like, supposedly that's, like, known, I think, that, uh... That it was Puff? The first time that Tupac got shot, like, after, like, before, like, who shot ya and shit. That was shit. Like, that apparently was, like, them, but I don't don't think it was them, like, that killed him in Vegas. Nah. I don't think any of them were in Vegas. Probably not. But, like, I I remember, it's funny, a little off topic, but I remember Wu-Tang, I saw an interview with, I think, Method Man, and, uh he was saying how they were in California, like right after Tupac died for some reason. And like, they didn't think anything of it. Cause like, they were just kind of removed from the East West coast thing. Cause like method man's the only rapper to be on a, a Tupac and Biggie album featured. Oh yeah. Um, what's to call? It? Red man was on with two Tup- on Tupac shit. Um, so like they get out there, they're just like, they're just trying to have fun in fucking Malibu or whatever. And someone they knew, I forget who it was, like, bumps into them and they're just like, yo, I hope you're watching your back. Like, you guys are East Coast. Like, fucking Pac just got killed. Like, you know what I mean? like, That's um, fucking nuts. And they were like, damn, it's like that. Like, we, we, well, shit, like, we wouldn't be thinking about killing you guys in (laughs) fucking New York. (laughs) 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 That's funny. Something like that. I was like, damn, it must have been crazy back then. I mean, that's that's even for Wu Tang who really never like talked trash on any like West Coasters or anything. Yeah. Like Wu Tang definitely had respect for Tupac.
0: Oh, absolutely. Speaking of um respect. respect. Or the lack thereof. <laughs> uh in two thousand, Rage Against the Machine bass player Tim Tim Cummerford uh interrupts the MTV music video awards when he climbs up the backdrop on the stage, baffling the crew as well as Limp Biscuit. Who are accepting the best rock video award for break stuff. Rage was nominated for the category for Sleep Now in the Fire.
2: Well, I mean, that is kind of bullshit that Lynn Biscuit beats Sleep Now. I would've been pissed too. Yeah.
0: That fucking video was awesome.
2: Yeah. Props, Props to Tim for doing mm. that. Honestly, yeah. Shout out. I'm sh- I, sorry. I heard that was the in, the impetus for fucking Zack De La Roca leaving. Really? Which doesn't seem legit. No. I, I mean that could be a factor Because that goes a lot more into actually
1: what happened If you figure just how fucking corrupt Just award shows can be That's true That you're going to tell me right now That honest fan bases will say break stuff is better than Sleep Now in the Fire. Well, no, that was because fucking, fucking Limp
0: Biscuit was the shit, or, you know, but that's you just put like, out to be the that's, shit. That's the exactly same thing as, like, talking.
1: a populist candidate in politics. You know what I mean? That's all yeah. that was happening at that period of time. But what has obviously lasted longer in the sake of being able to judge music, because at the end of the day, guarantee you a stronger population will pick Rage over Limp, Limp Bizkit. Limp is, like, the third
2: most hated band after The Obvious 2. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah.
2: Like, yeah. after Creed and Nickelback, it's like... Limp Biscuit,
0: you know, I will give it to Limp Biscuit. There is a couple songs I can get down. i not gonna with.
2: lie, I don't mind uh, my way because I grew yeah. up with it. Like, it's rolling, just nostalgia. I honestly rolling. think yeah, the stuff from Chocolate Starfish came out when I was at that age, exactly. You know was, like, what's funny though old. about that? It sounded cool.
1: There's a lot of songs that the same thing, like, I hold on to that people will find unfavorable, but because of hearing it when I heard it in my childhood, I like. Limp Biscuit like never grew on me, so by the time it actually became popular popular, I already like I just hated that people liked it because I hated the song and it made yeah. it worse. It never like actually grew on mm-hmm. me to enjoy it.
0: Well I know you'll be loving this. Yeah, shit like right I just here. I couldn't
1: <laughs> like I always liked the Beastie Boys when I was a kid, so when I heard this it was like you're really just Limp this, Biscuit just trying to like be a fucking tough dude. Kinda
2: just, makes more sense if you like live in the South for a while because yeah. it's like you could just see a bunch okay. of people you know making music like this <laughs> I would take Kid Rock over Limp Biscuit. oh yeah about the
1: same for me if I had to choose which gum was all my you head. would
0: choose uh, Chocolate Starfish over fucking Devil Without a Cause it's
1: about the same really yeah mmm
0: I'm more partial to Double Without a cost. Yeah, I just have a really
1: bad taste for Limp
2: biscuit in general. Just, it's not... Fridger's just see, like I, a douche. I hate the Sweet Home Alabama where... Well, that killed... London, yeah, that, and that's why I don't
1: really I like Kid Rock either. But I'm saying, if it came down to it, dude... Well, the le- they
2: never shut the fuck up with that song when it came out. Oh, like, my God, It was dude. brutal. Like, it was like... <laughs> I, I don't think I ever remember a song that just got more cross-format. Yeah, that shit... Bull- <laughs> Every fucking station. Yeah. As a small yeah. kid, where I
1: couldn't really comprehend music, like fuck with my equilibrium, because I'm like, this isn't the right song every time I came yeah. on. I was like, that's not the song. <laughs> what the fuck is this? That's funny, right? is <laughs> fucking with me right now. Yeah,
2: this shit I couldn't process as a small child. It was, it was too much. Was oh like, yeah. Right when I first started driving, this fucking stupid song is just <laughs> all over the radio. Every time I would hear it, I'd be like, God damn it, I don't want to be driving and looking. People looking at me like, oh, he's listening to that stupid fucking kid rock. Song.
0: <laughs> he must be a
2: douchebag. <laughs>
1: yeah. Like, no, turn it off. Going slightly forward in time to 2001, the movie Rockstar, starring Mark Wahlberg, as a lead singer of a tribute band who ends up joining his favorite group, hits theaters. A um, bunch of musicians are in it, including Zach Wilde, Stefan uh, Jenkins The Third Eye Blind, and Brian Vander, arc of The Verve Pipe, whose song mm-hmm. Colorful. Wahlberg lip huh. syncs at the end of the, the first film. Man.
2: Have is either of you guys song? seen this movie?
1: Yeah, I was gonna say, is that the song he's doing acoustically? Yeah, I, was saw, a very very a long, movie. I saw it a
2: long time ago, dude. That, I, I'm I not gonna be like, you used to love
1: it, dude. I, I still love this movie. Yeah. It's still on my phone. This <laughs> movie is. Like I put it up there with like every Wahlberg film, like Invincible, for instance. Like I can watch those movies, but I don't get like a like. It's not like Rudy for me. Well, do you know the backstory on this movie and actually where it came from? Uh, Tim Owens. Yeah, this this movie
0: was supposed to be like strictly about like Judas Priest and Ripper Tim Owens. Yeah,
1: Tim the Ripper Owens, who actually Mm -hmm. was the singer for Rising Force, and I don't know if he still is in Band. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean that's exactly who it was. He was in a Judas Priest cover band. Yeah, and like. So. During
0: the whole like fucking like duration of the filming of this movie, like they're like, yeah, this is gonna be about you guys. It's gonna be about you guys, like, blah blah blah. And at the end, there was like, nah, sorry, it's not about you guys at all.
1: Hmm. And it's we got the Zach exact Wild story. It's just um, yeah, exactly yeah, totally different.
0: <clears throat> but there is like a lot of musicians in this fucking band in this movie. Yeah, Jason Bonham plays for like the actual band.
2: Well, you said Zach Wild's in it, right?
0: Yeah, it's it's funny the way that it works out. So. Wahlberg is the singer of the tribute band. The tribute band has, um,
1: uh, yeah, yeah, Jason really Vander not, or
0: not, uh, Brian Vander Ark. Yeah, he's the bass player. Yeah, the drummer is I think uh, Blaze Elias from the band Slaughter from California, and the guitar player. The one's an actor, and then the other one is Nick Cantonese from Black Label Society. Hmm. Now, the people they're portraying is Nick Cantonese is playing the Zach Wilde part which is funny because they're both in Black Label Society mm. Blaze Elias from Slaughter is playing the Jason Bonham part and the other guitar players just both actors uh, the bass player uh, Verve Pipe or whatever he's playing the part of uh, Jeff Pilsen from Dokken mm-hmm. like the actual band Steel Dragon in the movie is like made up of like really ridiculously good fucking musicians yeah. and the soundtrack's incredible yeah like they're not—they're no original songs. They're all written. Like I think one of them is a Sammy Hagar song. But to hear like Jason Bonham and Zach Wild on a song together, like that's fucking insane. And the singer that actually did the recordings is the—I uh, forget his name—but he's from the band Steelheart. And yeah, I still have these songs on my phone. I have the movie on my phone. Stand I up watch it. Stand up and shout. Stand up and shout, <laughs> dude. It, it's a fucking good movie. Oh, and little cameo, uh, Michael Starr from uh, Steel Panther. He's the guy that's doing the vocal audition when when Wahlberg walks in. Oh yeah, like yeah, and he's like yeah, yeah. horrible, and it sounds like yeah, a, like yeah. a really bad David Lee Roth. It's yeah. actually the dude from Steel
1: Panther. Okay, yeah, but, I know that.
0: Yeah, one of my I'm not gonna say one of my favorite movies, it's but just it's a, definitely a good watch. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's an after school special.
1: Movies where if it's on, like I'll watch it, but I never like I don't put it up there in an upper echelon by any means. But like I said, like Invincible, for instance, my dad is all about like the replacements, Invincible. You know, Rudy oh, yeah. and stuff. But I thought oh, he Rudy. really likes
2: Invincible. He does, but he, he likes it. remembers the Papali story. Of course, and, yeah. yeah. And he's been an oh, Eagles yeah. fan
1: his whole life. So, I mean, just growing up, I mean, to see that movie come out and be pretty much around the same time frame he was born and understanding it from that perspective. But like Rockstar for me is like in that same category where if it's on I'll watch it it's just one of those ones you can have on while you're doing something and like not really have to focus exactly. it's like every part it's like the wedding singer in a sense of not being as much of a comedy like you can just yeah. watch it without having to feel like I have to sit down well and if you've and watch seen it a million times, times yeah, yeah yeah it's just one of those fun watches that I watch
0: movie's it. also the first time I ever heard Stranglehold by Ted Nugent uh, what yeah, Invincible? No fucking uh, Wait, Star. is it in that Rock movie Star. too? Yeah, it's in Rockstar. Because it's
1: in Invincible. It is it? Is? In this slow motion scene where he recovers so this funny. fucking kickoff and he's like running down the field and it gets slow motions. Did you like Four <laughs> Brothers? Nah.
2: <laughs> Dude, Four Brothers. I did when I
1: first saw it, and now I have as I continue watch it. to watch. Have, it, you, have it, you seen it? No. I've I didn't think told I have to Tyrese watch it. Gibson. I think that's what i say. Tyrese Gibson's yeah. actually Andre 3000. what's her face, the the Spanish woman. What's her name? Who's Tyrese Gibson's fucking girlfriend? Oh, she's from Too Fast, Too Furious and Modern Family. E- Eva
0: Mendes, no, no, no Sophia Fedora? No, no. oh, Sophia Fedora, uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 Sophia Vigar. She's Tyrese Gibson's, uh, but lucky for him, dude. Good for him. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, it's a good that. movie. Yeah, that movie so though. There's other people
1: in it. I gotta watch it again. Wahlberg's too Wahlbergy, if that makes any
2: sense. I fuck with Wahlberg. No,
0: opinion. it makes sense because we just did a basement box office episode of like actors. That like will forever be known for like one thing. Typecast. Yeah. yeah. And Wahlberg is like that actor where it's like he's Wahlberg in every movie. Like a Kinda Vince be, Vaughn. Yeah. You know
2: where I would like to yeah, see you know? Wahlberg
0: or like a pop Vin
2: Diesel in the upcoming Marats too. I know it won't happen, but I think that would just be hilarious. That'd be funny. <laughs> um, yeah. alright. So uh fast forwarding even more slightly in time. Michael Jackson in 2001 plays the list the first of two concerts at Madison Square Garden as part of his 30th anniversary tribute. Performers honoring Jackson include Slash, NSYNC, and Britney Spears. The concerts are edited and airs as a special on CBS.
0: How bad does it pain you to say his name?
2: No, I don't mind Michael Jackson. I came back around a little... I, 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 I watched Finding Neverland and I was on uh, some shit with Michael Jackson, but I don't know. I don't... I don't think it's cut and dry that he did it, so I don't know. Do you think he did it? Well, I saw... I was listening to... I've been... I listened to Dangerous today. I saw him. <laughs> I saw a meme that was like...
0: I mean, obviously, you gotta take that shit with a grain of salt, but it does make you think, is that he was, like, protecting kids, if that makes sense. Like, the whole, like, Pizzagate scandal Whoa. shit that's going on now, like, he was on the opposite end of that spectrum
2: whatchamacall to like and, um, make the
0: Hollywood elite think that he was part of their fucking group
2: my thing is I've just never seen anything clear in one direction either way and all's it t- he's a he was a very rich person so all's it takes is for one person to say like my kid was over his house a bunch of times we could fucking lie and say he did this and the kids coach the kid and get a shit ton of money out of this yeah and man, like um he made Thriller <laughs> Um yeah, it's just I haven't seen anything totally clear in one way or the other. I know the one dude from Finding Neverland, this was especially what made me actually come back around from Michael Jackson was that the one the dancer dude was like discredited. Really? He lied for publicity and finding neverland he like went right back the other way i'm pretty sure after that movie came out and like disavowed everything he said in it or something i think what a fucking asshole the whole movie was just a giant waste of fucking time then because he was like the centerpiece pretty much in the story
1: that's some bullshit
2: so you're saying it'd be okay for your kids to sleep in his bed
1: ew (laughs) fuck no (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he made thriller. He, yeah, but he no made yeah thriller. I'm not letting my
2: kids sleep in bed with any grown fucking man just because no. it's like not necessary. It was a Chappelle skit. Motherfuckers can sleep on the goddamn floor. <laughs> just, They're little always, they can handle it. Was it just one damn Chappelle day. Skip. Now, like, the
0: best the best uh Michael Jackson reference is in like South Park. Mr. Jameson lives next door. Mr. Jefferson. Yeah. Jefferson.
1: Yeah. Hey, not a Mr. Stigney, Mr. Jefferson. <laughs> Mr.
2: Jefferson. He's
1: black. <laughs> I thought you said he was black <laughs> he pull up at his house his mustache falls off
0: oh no blanket <laughs> God, that's such
1: a good fucking funny
0: uh, last thing here in music history is uh, a little bit ago 2018 uh, Mac Miller uh, worldwide rapping sensation died at 26 of an apparent drug overdose it's never that crazy about Mac Miller. I never liked him that much.
2: I thought he was I, all right. It's not him really. It's the production choices. Well, I just don't yeah. like the background music. I was going to
1: say, um, right, actually, before he died, I never really got into Mac Miller, and the, it was ironic that I just stumbled upon something good by him, like right before this happened. You know, like NPR does those tiny desk sessions. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was just going through, like you know, I clicked on one, and the suggested videos, suggested videos, it kept Probably popping be up. Like
2: his unplugged.
1: There was, yeah, there was a Mac Miller of NPR Tiny Desk session, and I got to hear like a stripped down version of you know, because like the Roots were on there. Um, I think Weezer did Boss of the it. People was on there. Florence and the Machine was on. Pixies did it, but it was like new Pixies. So, I don't uh, mind new pixies. It, it They're not as good. Yeah, it was it was a
2: good watch, but it just it didn't give me the same thing. But I will say on that one album, Head Carrier, there is a very disturbingly similar song to Where is my mind on it? But, yeah, sorry.
1: But yeah, that Mac Miller uh Tiny Death Session was actually really good. And then because of that same thing, I went and listened to his studio work and I think it was just like the production quality and the you know, obviously the way they set up the sounds is just wasn't the same. But because you get to see a stripped down version of it, I think I appreciated it a little more like going and actually listening to his discography. And then this happened. It was just weird. Like, I remember thinking about it like, yo, that's really fucking weird. Like, I just like I've known his name, never really listened to him. Then I actually gave him an honest listen. And then all of a sudden, you know what I mean? I, I never really super got into him. Like, obviously, after he died, I was like, all right, that,
0: yeah.
2: you know, I'll, I'll do my respects. And I I'll listen. I don't like him. I just I couldn't tell you one of his songs. Yeah, me yeah. either. It, yeah. It's, it's just not my bag. I don't know. Kind of after... Kind of done with white boy rappers, honestly. There hasn't uh, been a good one in a while. Um, Ever. So, as we mentioned
1: before in talking about Limp Bizkit, it's kind of paralleling into the main topic of what we would like to discuss here in our revamp season three. Um... <laughs> like toxic fan bases because we're talking when we talked about Limp Bizkit I told specifically one of the reasons why I couldn't get into them is because already the mass majority that enjoyed them made it worse for me to listen to yeah like I couldn't even just listen to the music without having to be oh have you heard the new album did you listen to this song yet and have to hear it repetitively on every single person's fucking Walkman no matter what kind of like when the LG chocolates were out and people actually play Mm -hmm. music directly off their fucking phones (laughs) I gotta hear you know, roll and roll and roll, like it just it got. And oh, that rolling, shit was rolling. way
2: before chocolates.
1: But I'm saying people were already big into those songs that were our age, and when those phones came out, mm. people didn't really have any other music to really go on at that point in time. Like a lot, like a lot of
2: Tool's fan base always. Uh, well, <laughs> that's what <laughs> I was gonna
1: bring up to be the first fan base because I'm a huge fan of Tool because I listened to Tool with a lot of people that hated fucking Tool. Yeah. Like, my friend Pat, my friend Worm, my friend Joe, like, all hated on me for liking Tool. And, like, Tool kind of became a band that I almost wouldn't admit that I liked for a long period of time because, like, I fucking got made fun of every time I wanted to play a Tool song anywhere I fucking went. So then yeah. I was, like, thinking, like... And like this is where I couldn't understand it because, like, you could sit there and say, like, if you like Nickelback, that's, like, almost a broad range. And it's, like, I liked the band and couldn't figure out why other people fucking hated it. Yeah, you know what I mean. I never really understood why people didn't like Tool. I mean, like I'm not like the biggest
0: Tool fan, but but it's like reversed anger. But this
1: is it. (laughs) This is the reason why a lot of people fucking hate Tool. And I'm not gonna put names out there, but I have a friend, and I went and saw Tool last or two years ago with him, and he's that typical fan. I to this day, and I've been friends with him quite some time, have no fucking clue what he listens to outside of Tool. I have no fucking clue. Because anytime he talks about music, somehow it's just about Tool. (laughs) And I have another friend who I'm trying to get into Tool. But me and this other friend are both trying to get him into Tool. And I have this Tool fan, legitimate Tool fan, trying to press an artist on somebody, but he's doing it the Tool way. (laughs) And, dude, it's like that's not – I try to tell him all the time. Like, you know, you can listen to Undertow. That's like very 90s – deftones, what that became type music. You know yeah. what I mean? They really started to break through into a genre style. Oh yeah, Opie absolutely. Especially. And then Enemo was a complete, like, almost 180 from their sound, and they built upon that lateralis, and it's good music, but then, like, the whole math rock thing started, and all those fans came out of there where they're yeah. trying to treat this music as this arethral-like fucking holy awakening of like you're not intelligent if you don't understand tool and it's that ruins it for me yeah i agree i I agree with that yes fucking
0: ruins it for me dude i mean i i just like their songs like i don't know like i I just i just enjoy their songs and i think i think tool's pretty fucking good
2: what really sucks though is when you have a band like green day yeah like they have a like total teeny bopper like joke fan base pretty much um I mean, i'm not saying it's like a joke when like kids get into music and the thing they that gets them going with it is green Day I'm just saying they they take themselves kind of seriously in a punk rock sense but then like cater to almost like punk rock like Disney. Oh yeah, bullshit. yeah. They yeah, exactly. really got fucking shredded so, by like, fan base. When you have that mm-hmm. like fostering of like a bullshit fan base by yep. the band, and then they're still taking themselves like seriously, is what what gets me.
1: Well, because like, you got to think too. Getting into music, I remember like looking at the documentary about like the behind the music of Metallica, and like I remember forget the one guy's name who was talking about when Kill 'Em All came out, and he looked at the back of the LP, and he was like, "This is why I'm buying this album." Like he was sick and tired of the glam metal scene, so all these guys just. No makeup, crusty as fuck. And then I think about, like, Connor, when you said, when you looked at, like, mm-hmm. Nevermind, and you saw that picture of the three of them, and you're like, yo, these guys are fucking cool. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's the same thing when you're getting into music, and you know a fan base is behind it that's already, like, notoriously known for being, you know, tools, douchebags, whatever you want to call yeah them. Like, another band is Ghost. Well, ghost really puts on a pedestal Of being part of like I have to see on like Old school metal fan pages Thrash metal fan pages yeah. and All shit And someone will post a Ghost thing And I'm like To me Every single person That I've generally met That likes Ghost Won't listen to What's typically posted On those pages You know what I mean Yeah like, you They'll listen to Ghost But then the second artist Under that will probably be Drake or Katy Perry Or something Yeah Most fans of that band. Now
0: this is where I have to disagree with you to an extent, okay? Because I enjoy Ghost. I'm not like fucking like I I don't follow like the Poppy Emeritus y- y- or whatever fuck his name is. Yeah, yeah, all that other bullshit. There is particular songs that they have that I do like. I bought Meliora when it fucking came out, and it got nominated for a Grammy because I I heard that song fucking Cerise, and I was like, this is actually a really good fucking song. Yeah, I saw them when they played MM Barbecue. I think they're a pretty good band. However, I feel like their fan base is kind of like the fucking weird kids when we were in high school that were like trip pants and shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like, this is almost like a band that kind of caters to them, but they're not heavy like that. Yeah. Like, it's almost like, uh, well, I, the way I classify ghost is like a heavier blue oyster colt. Yeah. They're not, like, a super heavy band, but you have, like, the fucking goth weirdo kids that are, like, oh, ghost, ghost, pop, yeah, you know, whatever. I I do feel like those those type of fans ruin that fucking band. Because but you I see, feel like, like if people took them serious, yeah. people would actually But, see, enjoy
1: specifically them. when you said, because, like, I knew you liked them when I brought them up, because, like, that kind of sets the tone for, like, also, to like, the differences when we talk, especially in the metal genre of, like, fan bases and what's preferred and not. Because you're more into like the metalcore scene. You like some with the cleaner vocals. You like with the more um, technical like polished guitar tone, the breakdowns and stuff where it's like I kind of track back to like the 90s earlier death metal sound of like yeah. Morbid Angel and Carcass and stuff like that before Heartwork, all that shit. So like for me, the reason why I bring them up as a fan base is because... I'll tell somebody like if I'm meeting so, like, oh, you know, music whatever I listen to a lot of metal or whatever and especially if I mention death metal or metal in general yeah. someone will think like ghost is like that first thing to ask me if I like cause to them that's like that's heavy to them I don't even understand how that's what I'm saying and I've been stupid. like my when me and my girl like, were out there one time same thing happened to her she was like saying specifically like telling somebody she was in like metal music especially death metal he was like oh so you listen to ghost and it's like that's the first <laughs> band you can ask me I listen yeah, to exactly. they're like less
2: heavy than bush
1: yeah yeah like bush I, is i'll agree with that i think 16 Ghost. stone was way yeah heavier more, more, more
2: energy was 16
0: stone ago. heavier than meliora
2: yeah <laughs> call tell us it. what you think <laughs> you know whose fan bases totally kill it for everybody like i'm not crazy about the music of these bands but like the grateful dead uh, Fish, oh, Dave all Fish, Matthews yeah. Band, all oh, yeah. those like yep. they all fucking like hippies. Hippies. all those fans have like a couple good songs yep. and shit here and there Especially The Grateful Dead. Me and you were talking um, about that the other day. But, yeah, it's just those and you, fucking dumb... And what hey, sucks and is, You could too, even continue it into EDM, honestly. Oh, yeah, yeah and, and what, what sucks, to too, is like I handstand. like The Grateful Dead, but then I Some get of turned
1: off by it by yeah. people that really like the, the Deadheads,
2: yeah dude <laughs> my dad's a deadhead it's, it's all right but, yeah but
0: your dad's not a fucking douche
1: well yeah he's not like
2: <laughs> totally obsessed with them like he likes a bunch of shit he, yeah he, i wouldn't even honestly call him a deadhead he saw him live three times yeah. on like regular ass tours yeah, yeah your dad like, doesn't
0: wear fucking bandanas and like have his hair long and fucking yeah. avidly smokes weed like for everyone to see so yeah.
1: so funny story about the grateful dead and fish you remember an office space yeah, when uh, they're asking so what's your favorite song with Michael Bolton and he had to sit mm-hmm. there and he's like I gotta tell him my favorite song all of them so, <laughs> so I was get it, trying to move into an Oxford house and they have to vote you in and I got there and like five guys are interviewing me and they all look the same <laughs> they look like they were related they look so close the same and they had fish tattoos and like, oh god re- so like we talk and we're talking and like um <laughs> Eventually, just like, like a it got, friend of the yo, it, it got to the end. It got to the end. Everything was going great. They were asking me like, when can you move in? Are you gonna have the rent? I'm like, everything's great. I'm getting out tomorrow. Blah blah blah. At the end, it got all quiet, and I was getting ready to sign paperwork. And they were like, and also too, uh, you like music and stuff, right? I can tell you have some tattoos. Like, you miss it. that's cool. I guess. How do you feel about fish? And I'm like, not a big fucking fan of fish. To be honest with you, Oh, dude. They didn't vote me in. <laughs> it was like literally this close to that's me getting so into a cool. place. I had to stay in the He's program out. for an extra week to find a new house because I refused to say that I listened to fish. You know, who like was? that's how like cops fan base. After you leave, like Yo, idiots, five they motherfuckers. Idiots. No
2: one likes fish. Yo, they not understand. Someone
1: could have came in there and pretty much said, like, you know, I'm a convicted serial killer. I can't promise you that I won't kill you, but I do travel and follow fish. They probably be like, come on in, bud.
2: You, I, I you was know, in prison for thirty years. I killed my father, chopped up his penis, and ate it. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you know who else? I huge love fish, fish fan. <laughs> <Yeah>. You <laughs> know who else kind of has
0: it. a fan base like that too? Is three eleven. Yeah, I've never been a giant three eleven fan. I like
1: three eleven actually. To be honest with you, like they we, we actually talked about this because like that fan base alone, I kind of got turned off to because I brought it up to you and saying they kind of are like a sublime rip off to me, and you yeah. say you don't agree with that. No, no, but no. that's just when i was listening to it is what i came across at the time that's how was, always, i've yeah. always felt not yeah.
2: a sublime ripoff at all that's I how think. i feel about they're like they have like a new metal thing going on kind of too yeah like down doesn't sound like sublime yeah i mean like
1: it just has that vibe like that. though yeah like it's like Amber, they're trying to cash Amber in on sounds
2: it. like sublime yeah uh love song sounds Amber Sublime-ish. Uh, yeah like they like reggae, but they ha- they're like sublime in the sense that they had a bunch of different sounds going on. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But then you can
1: talk about too. I think the one most notorious fan base that probably catches the most heat because they're more known than the music is ICP. Uh, oh yeah the, like the, the juggalo, juggalo i don't even piece. know one single icp song.
2: i really don't
0: either and i i'll give it to insane clown posse there is a couple fucking tracks mm-hmm. they have that i can get down with mm-hmm. i've met it's people the, that the i respect their shit. taste
2: that i like i've met people who i res- i like know they like like they're like they like music and they put effort into what they like look for yeah. and shit yeah and uh They like insane clown posse. Yeah, they have a
0: couple songs I can fuck with. Like that that hard. The horror rap
2: thing's cool. Like
0: I don't want to compare it to like early Eminem and shit, Mm -hmm. but it's kind of in that vein. Okay, and like it's like cool, but I feel like those fans kind of ruin it. I will give it to them though, because recently, uh, with all you know, like the sex trafficking and like pedophilia shit that's been for some reason blowing up out of fucking nowhere. They actually fucking. Um, they just did an interview with like Chris Hansen and shit talking about that. Remember fucking. We're going to travel back here to season one. That Davey Vanity. Remember him with the fucking alleged rape of the 14 year old?
1: that was like. Well, that was actually the one story that kind of made us like, we're done with music news. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that story is so fucking. But um, the they dude went from Blood on the Dance? Yes. yes. Okay. If you remember of that? Yeah. Not, like.
0: But um really they just did an interview with Chris Hansen, dude, and they're like, We don't stand for this kind of shit. Fucking our juggalo fan base knows to kill on site, like <laughs> shit like that. Like that like they're they do a lot of like uh they do like a lot of like community work and shit, dude. They're like activists. They do a lot of fucking oh, cool. cool shit. Like it, it, just sucks that their fan base kind of fucking diminishes everything they do because it's like, yeah, well, you they think of hit, the people that are their fans. They got
2: hit hard by the almighty fucking Slim Shady too in the early days. Oh yeah. He what, what was a the song? New ones, I forget. But. He he
0: fucking ripped them on one song,
2: dude. On a homophobic level.
0: I'm trying to remember the song that bed. he fucking ripped them on.
2: It's from like uh, Marshall Mathers LP. It is. Or uh, Eminem Show.
0: No, it's not on Eminem Show. It's, it's not, on. It's
2: probably on Marshall. Maybe. uh... It's on
0: Marshall or Slim
2: Shady. Remember and me. Uh, may...
0: That or I'm um, uh, um, just Marshall Mathers. Uh, the Marshall just Mathers. Just a regular guy in
2: a little uh, while. Yeah, yeah it might be that song, yeah. That's what I think it is. Because I yeah. think he
0: says like, like Shaggy, Too Dope, and fucking. Violin J like fuck each other or something with clown makeup on and I was like whoa (laughs) but um going back to what we were talking about earlier with like complete fucking douchebags and tools who I feel like completely fucking ruins any kind of credibility this artist could have is Five Finger Death Punch now I don't think they're a bad band they're made up of very good fucking musicians and I'm not going to be like oh I listen to Five Finger Death Punch I don't but I don't think they kind of deserve all the hate that they do get, and the reason why they get all this hatred is because like the fucking the Kyles of the world that fucking have Monster Energy tattoos. Yeah, I and put shit, them in the same punch category. as, like disturbed.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: they just have a fucking douchebag fan base, yeah, and it ruins the
1: band. Romstein, like all exactly. that types of like industrial or just heavy metal. But, like, like, dude, you think about metal. it. Like, the main reason before you even listen to
0: a Five Finger Death Punch song, the reason you don't like them instantly is because fucking Jerkoffs like Well, they're right wing. Actually. Too,
2: right? Isn't Five Finger Death Punch like a right wing thing? I don't know. I, I don't thought, know. I remember. I don't know. Maybe it's just part of their fan base or something, but I thought Probably. they had that tag.
1: To be honest with you, it actually didn't come down if a fan base, it came down to their cover of Bad Company. <laughs> because someone, and it's the same thing where... I guess you could say fan base because the guy was the same thing with like the ghost thing like when we were talking about it I was listening this the same person no it's a totally different person but just a totally like same (laughs) situation I was listening to a live version of Bad Company because it was just like a very cool version of like from the 70s like a young Paul Rogers yeah oh you like that song dude, you got to hear this cover. And, like, I already knew the type of dude he was, but I, like, gave it a shot, and yeah. it was exactly what I thought was going <laughs> to happen. I'm like, this just made it ten times worse like because it came from this guy. Of, uh, oh, dude. Beyond Blue Eyes. Or, like, the Disturbed cover of that Sound of joke. Silence,
2: dude. Oof, oh, damn. my God. Yeah. I heard the Ten Thousand Fist cover. Or uh, Land of Confusion. Land of so. Confusion. Yeah. yeah.
1: And, it, like, that's the thing, too. Oh, like...
2: Wait, Phil Collins wouldn't have wrote a song called Ten Thousand Fists. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Wait, well, what's the song? Oh yeah, later of confusion.
1: But that's that's like a lot of like even Metallica, I think now, um, and like the early thrash bands, like there's only so many bands that could withstand the test of time and both having great fan bases as well as great music. Like Metallica, I think, is soured because they've gotten as popular as they have, so they reached a wider array of people that take them to a whole nother pedestal. Tool I bring up constantly because that's just like, I mean, that's like religion to people. Like, if they find out you don't like Tool, it's like you don't listen to music and I'm just, you know, (laughs) like that shit irritates the hell out of me. And then I talk about this all the time. It's also people that I know to listen to, like, other genres. Like, I'll have people where, oh, you listen to jazz, and I'll be like, yeah, I like Miles Davis. I like John Coltrane. Like, I know the typical cliche jazz albums because those are the ones that I know of and I listen to and I enjoy but that's not a genre that I'm so familiar with that I'll branch out and listen to obscure shit but I'll have somebody like oh you only listen to that (laughs) you don't really like jazz and I'm like it wasn't even about that you know what I mean like very pretentious fucking attitudes depending on the genre taste as well but you know that again it's like religion some bands they just press on you to a point where it makes it so much harder to even want to enjoy it
0: yeah, um, with going back to like the insane clown posse thing too, I feel like another fan base that could actually be you know considered the same would be the maggots from Slipknot. Is that what they're called? Yeah, fuck yeah, they're called the maggots. I you know they cool. Dude, they make the trash cans stink, and I think it was like I get never home from work.
2: I like. Middle of the night and like I'll take out the trash on like a wet night and there's just fucking maggots all over and I gotta fucking take it down the curb. I'm like Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, but like, shit.
0: like I feel like the fans <laughs> the, the people that are fans of Insane Clown you are probably also fans of Slipknot and that kind of what turns people That's off. Top, yeah, it turns people off from Slipknot. I'm and, very yeah. And we've talked about it before. We we all respect Slipknot to an extent. We all we all respect them to an extent because we can look past their fan bases. But however, initially, I remember why I never listened to Slipknot in the beginning, because yeah. of a kid we went to school with. Dude, this fucking cocksucker wore a fucking Slipknot shirt and he thought he was bad
2: shit. I tried to be cool with him. I that dude seen was a him cunt. Of times, but he just was like always a douchebag.
1: One last one too, because I just thought of it was um, Lincoln Park. I yeah. think the reason Lincoln Park is like a tougher one is because. It already had a like a very mainstream fan base of like, this is the music of like, you know, yeah. aggression and just, and like, there was no disrespect to Chester. And it's a shame that I even have to go to that part because now that he's no longer with us, it's almost like insensitive if you say something negative about Lincoln Park. Yeah. Because that yeah. fan base put him on such a pedestal that... You know, I mean, you don't see anybody If they say, I hate Alice in Chains Like, the guy died of an overdose So it's like, Mm -hmm. oh, it's not as big of a deal But someone who kind of fit the culture Of, like, the sensitivity and the mental illnesses And stuff fell down that path And like I say, again, no disrespect to the guy But that band in general, like Nothing could bring me to like them the way that people are acting. Like I should like.
2: them. I like Hybrid Theory, and Meteora, but they fucking suck. But like I it. said, yeah, you know I, know what I mean? agree. They were shitty. I love, for like but I'm saying Theory of their career.
1: But I'm saying you like Lincoln Park, but I'm saying like a real fan of Lincoln Park yeah. like has this expectation of yes. how you should like them. You know, they what were what I
2: mean? garbage after Meteora. like the oh, yeah. Midnight Living Things, uh, yeah, whatever the other ones were called, the Transformer soundtrack. But just, that's like, like yeah, the, that's like a fan. Too. Too. I, I Across
0: hate. this new divide. Yeah. That song
2: got played constantly. Yeah, it's like a fan base. I'm telling himself. you if you're like insensitive, if you have like a derogatory mm. remark against that band. It's funny because like, sure none of those Linkin Park like. songs really still get played on the radio. No. they haven't really held up. However, Even with him dying, like, yeah. that's usually a huge boost.
0: Well, because before he's, before his death, he kind of uh, he avenged his image and his, uh, I guess. Uh, What's the word I'm looking for here? His credibility when he was featured. No, fuck STP when he was on Mark Morton's solo album. Oh yeah, yeah, that
1: was on that latest. Yeah. right did though. you?
0: You never heard that, did you? Yeah,
1: cross dumb.
2: cross off. I'm not you, gonna
1: lie, you can't say fuck STP because that was kind of a cool move. Because I actually yeah. like what they did. With yeah, them well, that's I always, true. Now.
2: I always felt like Chester sounded a lot like Scott. Yeah, Wiley. he had. They had the. He had the feel. Yeah, it. It'd well, be like there was
0: if, a Rolling Stone interview that he did, like back when Linkin Park first came out. Someone asked him, like, if you yeah, could sing yeah, for yeah. any band, who would it be? He said, Stone Double. It would be like if you got
2: Sean Morgan to do Nirvana reunion. That would yeah, be fucking cool. Yeah. Why, why doesn't Dave get his head out of If you it sound as close to what it sounded like before, you, you would have to go with Sean Morgan, probably. Dave,
0: yeah. get your head out of your ass. Sean Morgan's at probably Yeah, le- you know I mean, I
2: don't know if he can hit the noise solos and shit like a band No, did. dude, I saw them live. He can do it. Yeah, okay. Well, then, yeah, he's like, as far as sounding like the original, he's I think he could do it. Honestly,
0: I think he could pull it off. Yeah. I I mean, then again, I'm partial to I'm, Cedar, I'm not I like either I don't. Know.
2: Yeah, I like I like the first two just fine. They're not like my favorites or anything. But hmm. disclaimer and and Karma in effect are. All right.
0: I do want to I do want to say here because I just kind of drew uh, like a comparison between a lot of these artists that we had talked about. A lot of them are new metal. Yeah shitty sure, like, fan base is new metal
2: yeah well, like, we mentioned about like it. Fish and Dave Matthews even we just cool didn't in even Tool is kind of lumped in with new metal yeah but I mean like Link yeah. yeah, like like Biscuit like Linkin Park, Park yeah yeah, yeah. You know oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. well they're like all biscuit, part of Lincoln that Park, early fucking... 90s into yeah.
1: the 2000s blend of Honestly,
2: even some Deftones fans can get fucking annoying because, like, yeah, well, look where Deftones
1: spawned from. That was like the whole tool spawning, like, that whole genre Mm kind of came up. A lot of pretentious fans, exactly. Well, that's what I'm saying. That, like, even corn, you know, we keep talking about new metal bands, like, yeah, listen to corn, it's like a whole nother, you know, like when the Janko Jeans started and shit, you know, the chain bots, like, you weren't fucking.
0: Everyone getting long-ass
1: braids and dreads and shit. Yeah, I mean, like, that whole wave of music, in my opinion, was just kind of like, like, we gotta redo this. Like, that was a really sad end to what, like, Nirvana spawned in the 90s and, like, that whole movement. Really sad end to that.
0: But, yeah, I guess that kind of wraps this up, then. I mean, I guess... I mean, I guess there really isn't like a let's pick one and. I
1: would say, yeah, whatever. Like, we could come to a general consensus. The fans of the late 90s, early 2000s. What's like one anything? band <laughs> that, because of the fan base in particular, like you just. Like, the, you, you won't listen to the band because of the fan base. Not because of the music, just because of the people
2: that listen to it. Most of the bands like that, I hate anyway. That's yeah. what I'm saying. But what's like one that you'll like? Fallout to you? Boys, one that I always like, they were from my time, kind of. And the like, Fallout Boy fans always annoyed the fuck out that's of me. That's how I
1: feel about Limp Biscuit.
2: Yeah. Like, that's just how I felt
0: about it. Blackville Brides. Ooh, now, here's bad. my reasoning because I've seen like Guitar World interviews and shit with Jake Pitts and whatever the fucking other asshole's name is. They're insanely good guitar players. They're Weren't fucking you ridiculous. you talking to
1: a girl that was a fan of said band?
0: Oh, yeah, like, super fucking huge fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, like, they were ridiculously good guitar players. I'm like, why are you in such a fucking shitty band? Like, you are, like, really fucking good. Like, what are you doing fucking around with this bullshit? And you got this fucking asshole fucking Andy Beersnack jumping off the stage and punching a girl in the face. And it's yeah. just like, you're, like, wasting your time here. And, like, I feel like what kind of ruins that band... Is really him and the fact that their fan base is made up of 12-year-old and 14-year-old girls. That make the band, like, totally lose credibility. Yeah, exactly. Like, dude, some of the guitar work is really good. And, like, you can hear, like, the influences and, like, the shit that we listen to. Like, these guys fucking drew influences from. And it's like, man, you fucked up. Yeah. Like, why? Come on.
1: But. Yeah, Limp Bizkit's mine because my track history says I should have been a fan of Limp Bizkit. (laughs) And it just, it never happened never came to fruition it's just your way or the highway dude yeah dude it just <laughs> where where I the highway. age I was the time that came out the music I was already enjoying that band should have fit the criteria at that point in my life you know what I mean just but it just fucking didn't more fun it's like I got a vaccine oh, somehow and the fucking starfish you know bubble just like <laughs> totally left my system and gone
0: this time, chocolate starfish <laughs> this time I'm gonna let it all out now <laughs> so bad <laughs> Keep on rolling, baby. <laughs> God. Um. Our group suggestion for this week is to check out the 2019 documentary David Foster Off the Record. Um. It was directed by Barry A- Average. Um. Basically, synopsis is uh, from child prodigy to iconic music producer. David Foster shares the stories behind his success with rare footage and interviews with his collaborators. Hmm. There's a few interesting parts in this movie. I mean, I'm not going to give a bunch of it away, but there's one particular part where, you know, probably one of the most iconic songs of all time, fucking Whitney Houston's I Will Always Love You. That song was actually a demo. The final version is a demo. David Foster had sent it to... uh, fucking clive davis i always forget clive davis's name i don't know why but he sent it to clive davis and he's like this is it like this is perfect whatever don't fucking touch it mm-hmm. and apparently david foster went fucking yeah, absolute ape shit on the fucking phone yeah and yeah i think it's actually that same that same interview they just recycled mm-hmm. it for this movie and it had gotten to the point where clive davis was like David, I'm going to hang up the phone before we both say something we're going to yeah. regret. And that version is the one that actually it might be number one.
2: Damn.
0: Yeah. But yeah, uh, David Foster.
2: Uh, dude, David Foster, if your artistic fucking vision was that goddamn compromised, just fucking throw your reboot mix up on YouTube, dude. Get it <laughs> out there. Like
0: I do kind of wonder what his version would have sounded like. Yeah. Like like obviously we, we know the <laughs> the real version and the ver, the final version, but I wonder like how much different it would have been
2: if he had gotten his way. Yeah. I'm personally more partial to I want to dance with somebody.
0: I want to dance I with like, somebody.
2: I like Whitney. I'm not going to lie. So
0: do
1: I you don't like this one yeah no, I, do like oh, okay. I wanna
0: dance with somebody yeah, I hear that you know like, what's like, we
1: talked about this uh, the other day cause like <clears throat> by, my one of my nephews is like into like just these like Disney movies where everything has a dance number and oh yeah it's like just totally about it for some reason but like anytime I have dance music to just like for the kids to listen to that's the fucking first song that comes to my mind every time <laughs>
2: Like, that song just never gets old. I don't know like The Hall of Notes one we were talking about earlier would be good. Yeah, it is a good yeah. one, too. Yeah. So I
1: got him in a Talking Heads, which was good. That's cool. That's cool. I put on Stop Making Sense. He actually appreciated it. Yeah. This is how quirky it is.
2: I saw that for the first time when I was, like, eight or Great. nine or something. Great. Great set. It.
0: Yeah. So let's get into our personal
2: suggestions for this week. I'm going to go
0: first here. My suggestion for this week is to check out the song The Death of Us by Lamb of God on the Bill and Ted Face the Music soundtrack
2: excellent I'm taking the Ramones 12th effort from 1992 Mondo Bizarro oh um, yeah 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 okay. recently recently picked this up on CD um I'm mean, gonna recommend Poison Heart it's kind of funny with that song cause uh Dee, Dee like was fed up or whatever and quit the band like right before or he got kicked out or something and <laughs> typical ramones drama and uh he like a part of his like exit agreement or whatever was that he would write like two or three songs and two like two of the three singles from that album were written by him including poison heart <laughs> and it was like after he was like out of the band it came out it's with cj ramone mm, that's funny yeah that's yep. actually not a bad album they're there's a couple of those, like the last song on it's called Touring, and it's just a clear ripoff of Rock and Roll High School. It's what like year did you say it came the out? Same song 1992. It's
1: just funny because the 12th album came out in '92. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <long they've> been <laughs> they, were, they were rocking. Yeah. Yeah, that's
2: true. They usually didn't take too long to put out albums. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. 1992 was only 16 years after their first one or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, they're kind of yeah. on track
0: with one a year almost. I mm-hmm. mean, they're averaging like one point two
2: a year. Like they're not and for that as... type of
1: band, that's not totally far fetched either. No, like they're not as day. far
2: down the road as like Tool is in their career. They're like half as far. Like Tool. Like when did the first album come out? Ninety three.
1: Yeah. Well, so what do you that's mean?
2: Twenty seven years ago. This was only six. Oh, you're years talking about Perlones. in yeah yeah for comparison like, of like time that's... frame. Yeah, like the Ramones, I always felt like kind of broke up prematurely. Like I thought they could have had another uh, comeback or something in the late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. Yeah. But they folded into like 95. Like their last album was literally called Adios Amigos. (laughs) (laughs) It's not good. Um, My pick is the 2001 album
1: by Aesop Rock. It's called Labor Days. Song is called No Regrets. Mm -mm. Nice. Nice. Speaking (laughs) of white rappers. Hmm. All right, so
0: if you're new to this podcast, then listen up closely. If you don't like what we have to say, if you have any suggestions, comments, criticisms, anything, please send it our way at ratmpodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. If you're a band that would like to get spotlighted on our show, an artist that would like an interview or just flat out want to talk to us, email us at RATMPodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on social medias, facebook.com slash RATMPodcast, Twitter and Instagram at RATMPodcast, or you can find us on our website at RATMPodcast.wixsite.com slash
1: RATMPodcast.
0: it's just so funny like
1: saying that you put that like, at the very end really fast like in those car commercials with all that fine
2: line
1: but um
0: yeah so it's good to come back I'm happy that we're back here at season 3 I'm not gonna lie I've been going fucking crazy with not doing mm-hmm. this show yeah. <laughs> like it's kind of not that it's like brought me purpose Mm-mm. but it's just kind of like with not doing episodes every week and like putting them out and shit it's just like what am I doing mm-hmm I started watching House on Peacock. Hmm. I'm on season three now. You like it? (laughs) Dude, I fucking love House. I've always loved that show. But like I said, now since it's on a
2: streaming service and I can watch it whenever I want, dude, I just fucking binge it. It's funny. I loved Scrubs when I was a kid and I watched an episode like a couple months ago, like casually, like it just ended up on and I was like, damn, this show fucking sucked. (laughs) Zach Braff is annoying as shit. (laughs) They're all annoying in that show. It's like... Doc the big dickhead Dr. Cox is like the only one I like.
0: He's Going funny. back to fucking office space for a second. Yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. just a good fucking actor. or he's, he's like a funny. funny yeah, yeah. He's like a good he's like funny intense. character actor.
2: It's funny, he's like a asshole look he's like he looks like Greg Kinnear. He's like goofy, but he's yeah. just like an asshole. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but on that note, this is another episode of Rage Against the Mainstream podcast in the books. As That's always. Great. S3E1 in the books. As always, I'm Bill. I'm Connor. I'm Steve. Have a good night, guys. Thank you for listening.